welcome back to another Turf Talk. That looked like Kevin Blakey, that one, wasn't it? It was very. Hello! It's me, Lewis Tomlinson, sat next to me, as per usual, is James Watson. Hello! It's been a good weekend, Jim. Oh, it's been a cracking weekend. Paisley Park. So all this podcast is going to be about this week. The champion of the Stayers Hurdle Division. Yeah, well, Cheltenham clues are plenty in Britain and, and in Ireland over the past week. You know, markets swapping and changing for the Stayers and the Gold Cup. And, well, I might as well get my bit of talking done now because Jim's not going to shut up about Paisley Park <laughs> for the next <laughs> hour or so. We'll also be looking forward to the Dublin Racing Festival, which is a brilliant, brilliant weekend of action in prospect. There's also some good racing in Britain as well at Sandown with the Silly Isles Novices Chase. We'll get all stuck into that. We, we also are going to introduce the Turf Talk Power Rankings uh, to you all. That, that'll be quite fun. Uh, cause some debate between myself and Jimbo. Uh, let's get stuck in. And well, Jimbo Watson, from the very start of the season, you said Paisley Park was a top, top, top class racehorse. You've got a good eye for that, mate. It's not very often I am correct, and this time it's come off. Paisley Park demolished the field by 12 lengths. He has pricked, even idled in front, I thought, and getting how he went off. Uh, 100 to 30, I do not know. Do you? No, 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 I do. Absolute ridiculous, bro. But you could have, you could have backed him at fives. The day before, uh, yeah. Ridiculous, and I, I should have played. It was another one of them where I, I'd seen that he was fives earlier. I thought, oh, be, being a little Grinch that I am, going, oh, no, I'm not backing him at 100 to 30 when he was fives. Even the 100 to 30 is still a very, very reasonable price. Uh, yeah, I'd, uh, that that was all in the cleave hurdle, obviously. And, and it, it was it was all of Britain's stayers hurdle prospects really, and he absolutely demolished them. And he had a three pound penalty as well uh, for his Grade One win as well. So I, I think there's loads to come, and he quite deservingly earns his name at the top of the market with another fellow horse that you're going to possibly talk about later on, who is multiply ent- entered. Uh, yeah, West Approach, it's, it's the same one too from the Long Walk, and they were there. it was there for the taking, wasn't it? 20 to 1 each way for West Approach was quite an obvious bet if you look at it. If you fancied Paisley Park, you'd have to fancy West Approach, wouldn't you? Well, do you reckon West Approach struggles to win? He's a hard horse to place. Yeah. Because he does have some really, really good efforts in his on his CV. He's also got a fair few not-too-good ones. But, I mean, the form from the long walk has been backed up there. And Paisley Park and West Approach now look like the best two staying hurdlers in Britain at the minute. Sam Spinner back to form as Lo- well. Lovely to, lovely to see him back. He would, I think they just went too fast in front, didn't they, and set the fractions too fast. But it's great to see him. He, he jumped perfectly fine this time. Black Op, nice to see him back as well. You're a massive fan of Black Op. Yeah, first first proper run of the season, I'd have said for Black Op. Uh, I, I, I'd take promise from that. I don't think Tom George's horses have been firing 
this year, completely really. completely agree, although he did have two winners yesterday at uh, Ludlow. Ludlow, yeah. So, yeah, so his horses could slowly be, be coming into form. So they, they tend to do that. He's, he's, a very, he's very good at getting his horses to peak, peak for, for the Cheltenham. big meetings. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paisley Park, 7-4 to four to win the Stairs Hurdle. Is that a good bet? Perfectly. For me, he's one of my bankers. He's, a, he's, he's up there with Altior. Him and Altior are the main two going into Cheltenham for me now. Wow. You, you, you'd have Paisley Park on a certainty level as Altior? Correct. I'm that sure. D- do you not think the fact he's not beaten any of the Irish lot? Is, is that not a bit of a worry No need, you? because none of the Irish lot will either turn up or be <coughs> good enough. Because if we look at... Presenting Percy, who's also in the market, Davy Russell sort of hinted about possibly if he doesn't have a run over fences next time, then he might go over the stairs hurdle route. Don't think he'll turn up. He'll go Gold Cup. Apples Jade, I think, will go for the Mares. And Penn Hill, I'm just going to continue to knock for weeks and weeks and say not good enough because we don't really know with Penn Hill, do we? He's been off for a year, same preparation as last year's winning the stairs. And he is the reigning champion, but I'm willing to stick with my boy Paisley Park and I'm 100% sure he's going to win. Maybe I've got my delusional glasses on, but maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just you. Well, I I, I like Paisley Park and he's the correct favourite for the stayers. Not mega sure how how much I want to be backing him. You know, it's shorter than two to one now. In most places, seven to four around. Thirty-three to one looks lovely and juicy now, doesn't it? It does, Jim. It does, Jim. And it, it was a cracking shout from you. I, I, I think he's probably the likeliest winner of the stayers. Definitely agree. But horses like Penhill and Farheen, it probably is two what I describe as his two you need nearest to, rivals. You need to get and over this love affair we, of Farheen. He's, he's gone now. Sorry, he's gone. No, stop making grandiose statements. We've not, we've nothing to back it up. He's finished second to Charger in a Morgiano. He's fallen over, over a trip, look, which he done. Fallen when looking beat. Watch the race again. He had Apples Jade in bother. No, he, he didn't. He had Apples Jade in no, bother. He, he wasn't beaten by Apples Jade. I'm not saying he would have beaten her. Same result. I'm not saying that. he wouldn't beaten her, but no, he was not beaten at all at the time. I'm not beaten at all, uh, but. Yeah, well done to Paisley Park. Or uh, catapulted himself to the top of the stairs hurdle market. Also earlier on the card, uh, the Gold Cup trial, the Cotswold Chase, won by Frodon. What a brilliant little horse he is. I'd probably say the chaser of the season so far. He jumps magnificently, doesn't he? Yeah, for Brian Frost coming out, beat an elegant escape by about half a length. Cracking little race. Now, the big question, Mark, before the race was... Does he stay? Do you think he'll stay? And personally, I didn't think so. I, I didn't think he would stay. I watched the race. I was expecting him to tire an elegant escape. He was plod past him because I think elegant escape stays all day. And never got past him. Now, people are saying he was tired in the final furlong. Now, I don't think he was. I think he idled in front. He's always had a little bit of tendency to idle in front. And as much as I am a fan for Froden to now run in the Ryanair, I'd possibly go, you know what, it's the Gold Cup. You're only going to run in it once, aren't you? Give it a go. I mean, that's that, that that's the obvious debate. And I think that's the train of thought everyone's thinking is that this is a Gold Cup trial of the Cotswold. Mm. It's only, it's three, one is a Cotswold. It's, it's only two, well, a furlong and a half shorter than the Gold Cup. 
You've got Hall stepping up in trip like Froward on. The vast majority of his winning form has come over two and a half, yes. the trip of the Ryanair. I mean, it's one of them debates, because after winning a trial like this, you you would say, well, we've got to have a crack at the big one. Yeah. But if we're being realistic, the Ryanair is surely, surely a race that'll play to his strengths more. He'll be taken on for the lead, more in, more in a chart than Also, Cup. as uh, Paul Nichols said after the race, that he thinks he can still eke improvement out, and Harry Derham's come out and said that he wasn't 100% fit. So if you're not 100% fit and still can win this race, if you could just eke out that little bit more, I think Frodon could have a chance, you know. And Bryony kicked going round the bend, and they don't necessarily go that pace in the Gold Cup. They don't tend to kick round the bend because they're just, no offence, but they're a slower type of horse. So I, I think Frodon could run... I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say go for the Gold Cup, and I have been a big fan of Frodon for the Ryanair. It's going to have to be the Gold Cup now for me. Yeah, but I mean, e- even in terms of what Frodon's done this season, you can't knock any of it winning the December, second in the Paddy Power, well, Bet Victor now, then winning the December Gold Cup and then beating Elegant Escape in the Cotswold. But does it not worry his forming grade ones? Yeah. Last of five finishers in the Ryanair. Third in the Ascot chase, which isn't too bad, but beating 17 lengths there by waiting patiently. As a novice, you know, beaten around 45 lengths in the manifesto by Flying but Angel. Maybe this season he's improved twice as much and now he's a different horse completely this season. I, I'm, I still think he's improved. He still could have improvement in him. Is, is what he's achieved? Is what he's achieved this season that much better than what he did last year? I think so. I definitely think so. Because I think these these big field handicaps, grade threes handicaps, are really, really high-class races now. Because they go some clip. That's what he was running in last year. I know. Winning the December Gold Cup. I know, again. but I don't, I don't think this was an easy grade two to win. I didn't think he'd stay. I didn't think... And defied all odds, and he's won. Uh, so, fraud on. Uh, massive congratulations, because... Really shocked me to be honest. I thought I take the positives out of Terrafor. Yeah, I really like the run of Terrafor. Uh, Travelled into the race, kept quiet, and it just sort of looked like he didn't quite stay. But I do think he he would. Would it be a risk to take a gamble and run him in a staying race at uh, Cheltenham? I, I I was really impressed, and apparently with the Nicky Henderson bug or his horses weren't running as well although that's now been thrown out the window after his four winners on Monday, as we're recording on Tuesday. So I, I think that Terrafor ran a very, very good race, and also Alison Monterg. Alison Monterg, yeah. Stayed there for longer than I was expecting. I thought tailed off last. Yeah, I, I, he's rated one in the 140s, And he's only been, only been nudged up one pound for, for that run on Saturday. So uh, there could be a nice handicap in Alison Monterg. Yeah, what do you make of Elegant Escapes Gold Cup chances? Does he jump well enough? No, he made made a couple of jumping errors, didn't he? Uh, I, if it was me, I'd just go straight for the Grand National. No, I'd I'd I'd, I'd, I'd campaign. I'd still go for the Gold Cup. Me, genuinely, I I, find, I think he's got a better chance in that than he would in the National off top weight. 
you think? But, which is what it'd be. It'd, it'd be in the top three going off in the Grand National. Definitely. He stays forever. Mm. And it's a sort of... I'd rather be with him than a, a Frodon or a Fissile Crack who who might be slightly stretched by the Gold Cup. Especially, they're going to go a good clip. Mm. I, I, I think he's... I don't think he's got a chance really with win purposes can I see him staying on into the frame in a Monella Rocco esque type of way yeah definitely I've backed him each way at 33s I'm still quite happy with that I took I took more positives than negatives from that race on Saturday I mean whilst we're talking about the Gold Cup it's only fair we go over to Ireland and talk about the goal more Presenting Percy, shortened into about 11 to 4 favouritism for the Gold Cup after making his winning reappearance over hurdles. There's the Gold Cup winner, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sorry, I'm in disagreement with you here. Um, what beats him? How can you beat him? I, th- I, I think Album Photo. He I was, Presenting Percy was a better novice chaser than Album Photo. I know, but Album Photo could have improved a lot more this season. I also think Native River, if it goes into a slog, I think Native River could outstay him. I know he's he's one over three. He's one over three five. I know, but I'm Native River has the tactical speed and the stamina, uh, and I don't think you should underestimate Clandy Zobo because everyone's played down. He's winning the King George. I, I think that was a really good run, and he them two have stretched well away from the field with Thistle Crack, and. He's oh, he's only a baby, isn't he? So he could still improve. Yeah, I I I understand where you're coming from there, but we look at the form of of the riot of the RSA last season. Beats Monoli by seven, then a further seven back to Elegant well, Escape. Well, Ken Boy beat Monoli by seven as well. Yeah, Album Photo was soundly spanked by him. But yet, presenting Percy is beating Bapon, who's a one five three rated hurdler. The Gold Cup's not over hurdles, though. I know, still. But that the form, of, uh, I'm completely against presenting Percy, maybe because he's the favourite and he's, he's Irish and he never gets, never hardly ever see him run and he has weird prep races, which he's nothing against them. They can do whatever they want. They own it, they train it. But I'm not, I'm really, really against presenting Percy. And he was impressive the way he won it and he ground it out, but he's not for me at all. I I can't understand I can't understand how Jim thinks Album Photo's got a better chance in the Gold Cup than presenting person. I think he's had a completely different horse this year. I think he jumps ten times better than last year. That that was the main thing holding him back. Uh, and on his reappearance on New Year's Day, Album Photo jumped ten times better. Presenting Percy is the one they all have to beat for me. He's I've said on the podcast before Denman Mark Two, just an out and out relentless galloper jumper and. He can go the pace of a Gold Cup, and he stays. They're the two things that, when when you get a horse who has both of them qualities, is deadly. I think he's a quicker horse than Native River, but I think he stays equally as well. You know, I I I, I was thinking about this yesterday. If if I were to regarding the Gold Cup, to to split them almost into four quarters of. Irish and English, and then horses who've already had a crack at it, and horses running in their first Gold Cup. The winner for me would be an Irish horse having his first run. Alboon Photo. 
Exactly. And I include him in that. I, I, I know I know you'd be keen on him, but one of Kenboy Bells Hill presenting per se. Not album photo, but he's in that category. And possibly even Shattered Love at a big price. I think the winner will come from one of them, one of that group. I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain about that. Because if you think about, I, I, I do think, and I feel a bit sorry for Clandy Zorbo because he's won the King George impressively, I think, and he's not quite getting the credit he deserves because his form is up there, and I don't think it was a surprise last time. So I, I've, I feel a bit harsh on Clondy Zorbo, and he probably might let people down at the festival if he doesn't run a good race but he's a decent racehorse oh yeah don't, don't get me wrong he, he's, he's, and I he's think clearly he, good he could be the lead English protagonist uh, yeah don't, uh, he's, he's clearly clearly pretty decent well he's a King George winner I, I'd like I'd like to see that confirmed then you know it's it's what one run puts him ahead of all the others he's finished behind three of them in the Betfair you know it I, I'd, It'd be I'd interesting ser- to see if Den- is it the Denman Chase? Yeah. Where Native River could line up again against Clandy Zorbo because there's rumours Clandy Zorbo might go for that. Yeah, that'd I'm, be interesting. I'm still not sure what I make of the King George. I'm I'm really not, uh, and that's almost why I'm 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 more keen on the Irish side of things at the minute. I, I really am. Uh, also, while we're in, while we're at Gower, and we'll just mention invitation only winning the Fiestes, which is barring the Irish National, probably their most important handicap chase of the year. Back to form, jumped impeccably under Ruby Walsh, and looks a nice horse going forward with the Grand National. I know has been mentioned for him. Completely agree, and also in that race for the National, up for review. Ran a really eye-catching race. Really, I went straight in my tracker because I think he, uh, something like the National could really suit him and. The Wileys like having runners in the national. I was also very impressed that later on in the card, uh, in the beginners' chase, uh, the eagerly anticipated debut of Silos Emery. Uh, my pronunciation. Yeah, you got that right. Com- completely wrong, but won very comfortably, jumped impeccably, I thought, and has certainly thrown his hat in the ring to run a very strong race in the Arkle, I think, because the Arkle is still wide open, even though Dynamite Dollars has defied everything. Can- we might as well talk about Dynamite Dollars now, might we? Yeah. He, he got the job done, didn't he, at Doncaster? I mean, you'd have been disappointed if he didn't win. Yeah. It, 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 was an, it was his easiest assignment yet, all the fences, really. Uh, I, I don't think he's really been shortened in the market for the alcohol because he's done what he's entitled to do. But he, I he, thought they went a slow pace. He didn't jump as impeccably as he normally does. But... He just had enough class to just out outdo Ballywood, and he, they, confer, uh, they comprehensively beat the rest of the field easily. And I, I've said it all season. I'm a massive fan of Dynamite Dollars, and think that he could go very close. Uh, for me, for the Arkle, it's Seos Emery and Dynamite Dollars. Yeah, I, I like Seos Emery for the Arkle. He'd probably be my one at the minute. Although things can change between now and Cheltenham, uh, but we'll go back over to to. To England and talk about some some more inexperienced horses. The Ballymore Novices Hurdle Trial, won by Birchdale. Although would he have won had Brewing Up a Storm stood up? I'm in the opinion of Brewing Up a Storm would have won. I think he was finding more on the running, and I think he thoroughly stays two mile four. Could even be 
a three-miler in time. And I think if he had stayed up, he would have won. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And that's no offence to Birchdale, because Birchdale found plenty on the running. Ears were pricked and was left well clear. And I, I think Birchdale's a nice horse, but I, I'd rather be on a brewing up a storm over him. And then brewing up a storm's form links with Champ. So would Champ, Champ have comprehensively beat uh, Birchdale here? Would you have agreed? Uh, I don't. I don't know. If I'm honest, it it, it was a strange race. I, I I guess brewing up a storm, falling at the last, it could have left Birchdale. Uh, it could have made Birchdale look less impressive than he might have been. If you know what I mean, he's been left a long way clear, but and therefore he's not had to do too much. Even if you look at the cello where Bruno Storm was fourth behind Champ, I thought that was a really funny race. They went a slow tempo, nothing really got a grip on the field, and Champ won comfortably. I, I, if it was between Birchdale and Champ, I'd be, I'd be on Champ all day long. Yeah, that, 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 that's fair. What about Champ against Bruno Storm in the rematch? Over two mile four? Yeah. I think I'd be willing to go brewing up a storm but maybe that's my inside it'd be a bigger price wouldn't he so that would be my inside feeling uh, Jarvie's plates ran a really flat race I thought he, he, the five pound penalty looked to hold, hold him comfortably stayer isn't he he, he could be a Albert Bartlett potato race potato horse potato race horse uh, Buster Valentine's run a fair enough decent race for Ruth Jefferson and unexposed colours so I, I think that race could come out to be quite strong in the future and brewing up a storm could be the one to take forward from that race. Staying on the path of younger horses, we're now going to talk about the juvenile hurdle where I'm going to murder the pronunciation of this as well. Fakir de Uderis? Fakir Duderi. Duderi. Uh, decisively got the one-two for uh, Mr. Joseph O'Brien and... A New fab for the triumph. Surely got to have a serious chance in the triumph. Yeah, I mean, if if you look like the top five or six in the betting are all Irish. Yeah. In general, I've I've already backed Kelderstan each way because I think I think his form's rock solid over here, and I'd I'd kind of be disappointed if he wasn't the sort of horse who could run into a place mm-hmm. in the triumph. For me, though, that that was the most striking performance from a juvenile this season, and Fakir Duderi is the right favourite. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, Ajali ran a decent race but if you think about Ajali got beaten net by Kay Destan and has now been trounced 16 and a half lengths that's surely a negative for Kay Destan yeah I'd, 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 I, can, I can see where you're coming from although I think a race like the Triumph would suit Kay Destan more it's quite often a rough race you know mm. you, you, you need a, a tough horse to win the Triumph I think mm. And Kelderstan is a battler. There's the fact that he won't be knocked about and the fact that he's been doing his winning by half a length yeah. here and there. Isn't it, I don't see that as a negative. I just think that's the sort of horse he is. And I don't think, you know, he's got he's a world beater. But can I see him finishing in the first three in the in this year's triumph? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I know we've not Seen Sir Eric out again, also for Joseph O'Brien after he won his maiden. 
Armour and an eagerly anticipated debut, which will be coming sometime in February, where hopefully she'll go and win the Adonis and then go and win the Triumph Hurdle, but dreams can't come true all the time. You've heard it here first. You've heard it here first. Jimbo Watson, after he's put up Paisley Park, an unraced filly, will win the prize. 33 to 1 as well. Get on. Uh, we'll talk about the main handicaps from the weekend as well. Over at Cheltenham, Sarah Dulac jumps really well this Mightily horse and impressive. has a cracking attitude for I, Lizzie Kelly. I was really impressed with this. I thought Lizzie Kelly, I'm not always Lizzie Kelly's biggest fan. I, I, not, nothing against her, just don't think she rides them as well as other jockeys and that's not because she's a female at all. But I thought she rode Sarah to Dulac to absolute perfection. She made every, she gained two or three lengths with every jump. Uh, so economic over it. And that jumping in the end paid dues to the victory. It just got up by a head. I got passed by Janica in the final furlong or so. And then just poked his nose in front. Uh, what a cracking horse. He's got a lovely string of ones next to his name. Now, apart from the third at Wincanton, which was a slight slightly disappointing but 10 out of 10 and it's a six year old that's clearly going the right way yeah progressing really nicely and, and looks a horse with a good attitude and a lot of positive attributes to Rudelac and over over at Doncaster the Sky Bet Chase won by Gold Conquer who'll go straight for the Grand National now yeah uh, I was a massive fan of Gold Conquer last time out when he was just narrowly defied by 007 and typical of me I didn't decide to follow up this time and back Dingo Dollar. I was so sure Dingo Dollar was going to run a massive race, but he hit a few and you can't hit him at Doncaster because you're gone then. Uh, and Go Conquer won impressively, I thought, and it seemed to be the prominent horses played the cards last and that quite clearly showed because Monbev River was up close, Go Conquer was up close. So, yeah, I, I'm not sure about this race. I, I don't think the horses that came to the front weren't the horses I was expecting. I was expecting Dingo Dollar, 007, and Warrior's Tail went for a serious walk in the market, did you not think? He drifted yeah. out to 14s in the end, which was a major negative, and could have better targets further on in the season. Staying at Doncaster as well, Lady Buttons. Yeah, what a cracking little mare she is. I've seen a few people mention her as a each-way player in the champion hurdle. And the champion chase. I've seen a lot for the champion chase. Have you? Yeah. At 25 to 133s for each way in the champion chase could be decent odds, I think. She's just done the job here, I, th- I think. Just idled a bit in front. I think he got there slightly too early. And that's nothing against Tommy Dawson because I think he's a cracking jockey. But the... To say that one by a neck doesn't quite say what you you actually saw. No, she, she needs to step up. Although wasn't Vroom Vroom Mag underperformed in this race as well a yeah. couple of years ago? She yeah. still won, but was nowhere near as impressive as you would have liked. Yeah, I think it's one of them races where some trainers might might have their all right, mares prime for it, whereas the really good ones are using this as a stepping stone correct. to Cheltenham. I've never really thought of it like that, but I think that's correct. I think that's a really good idea. And while we're on the champion hurdle, we'll just give a mention to Espoir Dalen, who's kind of gone under the radar a bit this season, but is now 
solidly in the market. I know Gavin Cornwell said yesterday he doesn't want to take on Bouverdere because he doesn't think he'll beat him. But Espardo Leonard certainly have an each-way chance if lining up 16-1, to one, you can back him up. Seven out of eight under rules as well, and that's a record that's mightily impressive. Getting there quietly and easily... Uh, Easily won at the at Nace, beating Wicklow, Brave and Tombstone, who were a decent yardsticks. You know where you stand if you run against them, don't yeah. you? Yeah. Uh, but that form obviously quite might not turn out to be strong enough to beat Bouverdere. No, I'd agree with that. Is that have we wrapped up everything from last weekend? Pretty sure. Right, we'll move on now to the Dublin Racing Festival. It's, and it's footpad and Ruby World Joe the last. A follower's great field. And as they run up towards the finish, it's footpad and Ruby Walsh chased by Simply Ned, who's closing on the near side, closing with every stride. And Simply Ned for the second year in a row has done footpad by a uh, We'll start with the Dublin chase on the Saturday, the first open grade one of the weekend. And the big three... William Mullins horses, footpad min, undersole. They head the betting. Head of St Calvados and Simply Ned. Castle Grace Paddy. If all six of them turn up, it's got a, it's a cracking little prospect because you can make a case for all of them. You, you really couldn't if you throw away impatiently into the equation. Surely you won't run. You never know, do you? It depends. The ground's apparently going softer now in Ireland. Uh, so waiting patiently wants a bit of dig. Uh, Sizing John's also entered in this. I, I, I thought that's worth a mention. Uh, whether he'll quite be up to two miles might be slightly too quick for him. But yeah, I, I'm a massive fan of Min, and now that Footpad's slowly on the drift, Min is being backed into 15 to 8. So I, I'd be willing to go towards Min for me. And I, I've had a bet. Have you? What have you backed? Undersoul. Oh. Undersoul's 5 to 1 ahead of Footpad. Who's been beaten this season by Simply Ned and St Calvados at 11 to 8? What, why is Footpad almost even money? Because his reputation from last year. Foot, right, no, Footpad's 5 to 1 with Bet, 5 to 4 with Bet Victor. He's a point, well, a quarter of a point off even money after being beaten by St Calvados and Simply Ned. 12 year old <laughs> Simply Ned. Min, he's a, he's a very, very, very good horse. That's fair. Undersole. Was running well against Altior. This is what two one is his perfect trip. He'll get a little bit of digging in the ground. I reckon. I reckon it's going to be soft on Saturday. Two miles on soft ground. Why? Why is Undersoul such a big price? Five to one could be a cracking each way bet because I can't see him out the first three. I I I don't understand why. Why he's such a big price, Jim? I really don't. I thought it was as cl- it was very, very possibly a career best, but second to Altior last time. He's, he's given Altior more to think about than any other horse has. I know you're a massive fan of Undersoul, but for me, I see Min winning the Ryanair, and if he's going to win the Ryanair, if he's going to win the Ryanair, sorry, he has to win this. Uh, he beat Shattered Love last time, but two, two mile four. I know it is the Ryanair distance, but he just got the job done. It, it I think he, he will beat that. Do you think all three will run? Uh, yeah, I do. See, I don't. I don't think they will. I think Willie Mullins will run two. I think he'll run Min and Endersaw. I don't think he'll run Footpad. I don't think he'll risk him against Endersaw. The only time that they will risk him is Shelton. 
Really? I I I, I like I, I like all three of them. Obviously, I I, I think I'd, if I were if I were pricing the race up, I'd have Min and Undersault as a top two in the market. Football would be third favourite for me. I, I I think Min would be the correct favourite based on winning shot. Love. He's more established as a top class two miler. I know he was soundly beaten by Undersault last season uh, at at Punchestown Festival. But he's he's a bona fide grade one horse. So's under so. Footpad's been disappointing in two starts this season. So I know we were meant to have overreached last time at Christmas, but he's not been convincing on what either do you start. you take of Saint Calvados then? Because if you fancy Footpad, you'll have to fancy Saint Calvados because Saint Calvados, I think, would have had enough in hand to have beaten Footpad on his first start in the. Poplar Square Chase yeah. at, at Nace. So I do think that if you like Footpad, you have to like St. Calvados. Although St. Calvados then came out and ran, what, would you say it was flat or was flat, it expected? Yeah. Flat behind LTR and Erndesau and would have to make up 15 lengths on Erndesau. I'd, I'd, I'd be able to forgive him for that just because it was such a, it was a race that only Erndesau and LTR got into. Correct. You know that the other two turned Do up for a, for a wander. The more runners in a race for him, the better. I'm not sure because he likes Hen- to bowl along. Hence why we didn't see the best of him in last year's Arkle. Y- y- uh, because he can he get into a set two with one up front and possibly bump into it. Yeah, that's that. That could be a shout, that Jim. That that could be a, that could be a, a fair point. What I would say with St. Calvados here is that I think he's got a lot more chance of just being able to bowl along out in front. I yeah. think he'll get his ground. You can't really see much pace going on in the race apart from St. Calvados, can you? St. Calvados and Erndesau, obviously. I'd, but I'd, ra- I'd rather back him at eights than I would football at five to four. I can completely agree with you there. I, I, I wouldn't. I know Simply Ned loves it round here. I'd, I think he should be found out by Min or Erndesau. I, I just think they're better horses than him, and they always have been. And I know Simply Ned's coming off the back of a graded on win, and he beat Min via the stewards' room at this meeting last year. But nine times out of ten, I'd expect Min to beat Simply Ned. I agree. Castle Grace Paddock, I might back him each way for the champion chase. Yeah. I, Especially I, if the ground comes up soft, I, I, I might play on that before he, this weekend. He has to find more even after his win at Cork in the Grade 2 Hilly Way. He, he would still need to improve after that fourth last time at Leopardstown when he was beat by simply Ned and Footpad. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I can see that. I just think, as, like, regarding the Queen Mother, a strong pace on softish ground Good gives really. Castle Grace Paddy somewhat to aim at. Mm-hmm. And none of them are going to get near RTR. So you're looking which of the ones who'll be able to almost pick up the pieces staying on from the rear. He's a sort of horse who I think the race could tee up for to run into a place, if that makes sense. Completely agree. Uh, Undersoul's the best bet of the race for me. I think it, I'd, I'd rather be with Min than Footpad, and I'd rather be with Undersoul than Min at the prices. I'm all over Min for this, so one versus one. Should we have a match bet? No. Not 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 at this because I, I like Min as well and I think he's a very, very worthy candidate and I'm not certain Undersoul will beat Min, but 
I think at the price is five to one for Undersoul's a cracking bet because he'll get his ground. And well, the last the last time they met, Undersoul came out firmly on top. Uh, the next the next grade one on the card is the Irish Arkle, so sponsored by Frank Ward Solicitors, La Richburg, general six to four favourite. You can back knock Nanus at freeze and then eight. General Vladarev Menkli Khan, Paloma Blue. You have a really strong fancy in this because you're a big fan of La Richburg. Do I? Yeah, I, I I thought you were a really big big fan of La Richburg. Uh, you've not really shut up about him, to be honest. To me, I thought. No, no. I I I I think he's I think he's a good horse, and I think he's he he he's probably slightly underestimated in the betting for the Arkle, for the English Arkle on what he's achieved this season. I I. I'd kind of be disappointed if they weren't a couple who proved to be better than him. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, I think he's the right favourite for this. Because, well, he's, he's done nothing wrong this season. He's not done a thing wrong Maurice this season. Maurice is joint favourite in some places with Lalor at 5-1, to one, if you look carefully. So, if Maurice wins this, do you shorten Maurice yeah, and probably. Put him to favouritism? Probably, yeah. It, it, you'd have to. Uh, it, it's interesting, this, because you get you get a good form line with the English ones if not Nanus comes over. Yeah, because he he won the uh, he finished behind Gail McCare's Master Dino at Plumpton. And the time before that, at Newbury, absolutely demolished the field against beating Cupertana by 17 lengths. So, yeah, you can... It, it's nice to see English horses actually coming over here this year. Because last year, that's what it sort of lacked, was yeah. an English, so that then you could compare the form a bit. Uh, so, I, I quite like Nokanus here. I think he could get his own way up front and that's what I think. set the tempo and look more impressive than what he actually is. Because I think there's quite a few hold-up horses in this. And J- Jamie Moore or Josh Moore, they are quite attacking riders. And they could attack from the front. Yeah, I'd I'd describe Lorishberg as a staying two miler as yeah. well, whereas I think Nocnanus is a speed two miler. Yeah. Um, so it, it's an interesting race. I, I wouldn't have a bet in it. No, it's I wouldn't one, have a bet it's in one it. One that I'd quite easily just watch and think. I mean, the the, the ones at bigger prices, Vardarevs. I had a great season this year. Started really early on, and uh, has has ran well. All campaign for Willie Mullins. But would still need to improve because yeah. he did get beat last time by La Richburg in the Grade 1 over Christmas. Yeah, so. exactly. Mingley Khan flopped last time. You were a massive fan of him after his debut run at Punchestown, weren't you? Yeah, and Paloma Blue. I, I can I can, I can, see the case being made for him. But again, he's just a horse who I've got a little bit of doubt in my mind about about whether he's genuinely top class. Yeah. You know, I'm I, I'm not I'm not sure how much I rate him at this level. Uh, this is a watching race to me. I've I've said all season really, the Ackle is a race where I, I want someone to come out and show themselves to be head and shoulders above everyone else. Could be Seal Emery. Yeah, but, I don't. I don't know. But I don't. Th- I think this race will come too sharp. Oh, yeah. he won't I, run. He in won't this. run. He won't run in this. He's in. Obviously, he's entered. But I'd be surprised if he ran. Uh, I'd probably say, if I was look, to push look, you for a selection, it'd who, probably be Nottinghamus. I think I'd be in the same boat there. 
I think this race could suit Nokanis more than anything. But it's it's tentative selection from me. Don't get me wrong, tracking racing prospect, but not really much of a betting heat, if I'm honest. And then later on the card, there is the Irish champion hurdle. They bet for that. Apples Jade, general 7-4. to four. Falls Lorena, similar price Super Sunday and Charger. And also Melon, and then bigger prices, Saldier, Petit Mouchoir, Faheen, Farclar, and Tombstone. Uh, Apples Jade should win this, shouldn't you? I, d- I do think so. Uh, two to one, seven to four is a decent price, I think. And if... I don't think she'll be that on the day. No, me neither. So if you really fancy Apples Jade, back her now, because it's not going to be seven to four, two to one. How many of these do you think will line up? Oh, Apples God. Jade will... St- is running. Lorena? Don't think so. Don't think so. Super Sunday? Yes. Yes. Charger and Melon, yes. Soldier? Yes. Petit Mouchoir? Yes. Faheen? No. no. Farclar? Possibly. Possibly. Silas Emery? No. Tombstone? Yes, but he, does, he doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh has been the outstanding hurdler of the season so far. So far, yeah. Has done everything correctly. Uh, it was... She underperformed last season at the main meetings, but in season, and she's a different horse this year. Completely, and they've they found the tactic of how to stop her from looking like or acting like she's in season. Uh, for me, Charger. Yeah, I, that was literally just going to be my question. Has Charger been underestimated? Completely, completely I think, season? and I still is underestimated in the champion hurdle market. I, I think ten to one's a decent price for Charger each way. I'd be very very surprised if the main spectacle in March that Charger's not in the first three because Charger's done not much wrong this season at all and still comes into this race the same price roughly as Mellon now he beat Mellon comfortably last time and most of this field was comfortably beaten if we look Petit Mouchoir, Mellon uh, and Tombstone and Super Sunday so has beat most of this field and seven to two is a massive price and for me I'd be willing to just take a gamble on Charger instead of backing Apples Jade. Yeah, I I could completely see where you're coming from. I mean both both of the two mile grade ones this season Ireland have been won by Charger. Mm-hmm. But Apples Jade have been so destructive in winning the Hans Grace and then Faheen was giving her a race when he fell in the Christmas hurdle. Questionable. He was. Watch it again, Jimbo. I can't. I, I can't believe you don't think. You don't think that the, the two were miles clear of everyone else. Uh, she's the one to beat. Super Sunday won this last last year, and he's not. He's not far off the very best. Over over two and three miles, and this is what I was. I was saying this yesterday, and when I, when I was coming up with the concept of the power rankings, was that I think Super Sunday is probably in the top eight. Horses over both two miles and over three miles Yeah, in Britain and Ireland. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether he's in the top five of either of them. Do you know what that makes sense? In agreement. He's, I don't mean to cut him slack or anything or be horrible, but he's, he's a nearly horse. He's nearly won this, nearly won that. And the race at Aintree suits, suits him completely. But at Cheltenham, the... Champion Hurdle, too sharp. 
stays hurdle, doesn't quite stay. We almost need a Ryanair for him, Ryanair yeah. hurdle. Uh, so I feel a bit sorry for Super Sunday because I, I'm not quite sure. I think they might go champion hurdle route this year, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's the right tactic uh, to go off with him. And I, don't let me wrong, I, it wouldn't surprise me if he won this. It wouldn't surprise it wouldn't, me. wouldn't surprise me. Same with Melon, although Melon, Melon is a hard horse to win with. He's consistent and he's, again, a proper grade one horse. But if Apple's Jade turns up like we know she can, I don't think the others really have much of a chance, if we're honest. Uh, Apple's Jade, my selection. Uh, Charger. We don't want to be boring. We'll go Charger. Good. Moving on to the Sunday now. In uh, in Ireland, we, we don't really have enough time to talk about the juvenile hurdle or the novice hurdle. Sir Eric is entered in the juvenile uh, as his Tiger Tap Tap, who are both prominent in the market for them. That 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 should be interesting. We'll get probably we'll probably know a lot more about where we stand in terms of juvenile hurdlers after that race. Similarly, with the novice hurdle, there are some good yardsticks entered in that Aramon. Uh, you know, Felix Deji, battle over Doyen. That, that'll that be a good race. And if we had more time, we'd be all over talking about that. We could talk about that for half an hour, really. But the the first race on the Sunday we will talk about is a Flogas Novice Chase. Delta Work, heads are betting 7-4. Le Bagarois, 5-1-2s. to one twos. Winter Escape, 5-4s. And then Camellia de Cot, Hardline and Mortal. Delta Work wins, surely? He's been in your five to follow all season. And... I, I completely agree with you here. Delta Work really should win this race. Uh, has done everything right this season, winning three out of three. Uh, was impressive last time winning the Grade 1 at Leopardstown when beating Mortal by eight lengths. And I think 7-4 is a decent price. And if, if you oh, were, so do I. And if you could look at the sort of races that we've previewed already, there's decent prices in uh, Delta Work. There's decent prices in Apple's Jade. If all these favourites come in, it could be a difficult weekend for bookies. Yeah, big time. I, I think Delta Work should really be one of the bankers of the meeting. But I'm going to be cheering on Le Bagot while though this horse is in, on my grudge list a bit because uh, her form links a lot with Lost in Translation and we've been, well, I've been all over Lost in Translation for a good year and a half now. And if Le Bagot were to, were to win this, it uh, would boost the chances of Lost in Translation. Uh, it's between them two. Do you not think Win- Winter Escape, according to time form, is the best novice chase we've seen this season? Well, he surprised me last time because he won at Punchestown uh, with a penalty. Just like a badge. Yeah, and ended up 12 to 1 and really shouldn't have gone. Uh, and since going to Aidan, Anthony Howard has been completely rejuvenated. And you could make a case, but I think Le Bagorwa and Delta Work just have that top class quality there. Yeah the grade one wow factor, whereas, no offence to Winter Escape, doesn't have the wow factor. Won a group three last time, yeah. but doesn't make me go, oh, Winter Escape's running. If if you said Delta Works running, go, oh, Delta Works, if you yeah. understand what I mean. I mean, in terms of, if, if I look at this in terms of 2020 Gold Cup, I don't think I could see Le Bagoa winning it. I can't see Delta Work winning a Gold Cup. I think he's that good. Maybe because Lavagoa has been around for more years and Possibly. running over hurdles sort of just cast doubts in your mind. But I can s- sort of see that. But no, I I I, th- I think we are, we should stick with Delta Work and I, I want Lavagoa to run a decent race. Uh, 
the next race on the card is the big one, the Irish Gold Cup. Road to Respect heads are betting three to one. Then fives and sixes, album photo, Bells Hill. Sevens, you can back present in Percy, although he's not going to run. Kenboy is is a general sevens as well. Then bigger prices, Mono Lee, Annabelle Fly, Sizing John. Uh, Jimbo, my first question to you is, why isn't Kenboy favourite when he's beaten Road to Respect and Bells Hill last, two, last time? That's the same question I was going to ask you, because uh, Road to Respect is three to one, and... Uh, Ken Boy is sevens, and Ken Boy, maybe the fact that the race was ran slightly slow last time, do you think? Ken Boy decided to grab the ball by the horns and go from the front, so maybe there's that. Road to respect made the slight slip going around the bend. I think that cost quite a lot of track position and probably would have run better than what the actual result ended up. For me, I've we've both talked about Alboon Photo and Bells Hill to great extents, I'm a big fan of them both, and I think that they should run a really good race. Bells Hill almost looked like he needed the run last time, and I think this, Willie Mullins could have him 95% ready for this and then go 100% for the Gold Cup. Album photo was very impressive on New Year's Day, we've talked about earlier on. Uh, but for me, it's going to have to be Album photo. Really? I'd, I'd be more inclined... To sit with Kenboy. I really liked what he did. I the think, thing is, I if, think that was the most. If you do taking. like something for the Gold Cup in this, back him now. Because if he wins or if he runs a good race, he's probably going to be a lot shorter the day after. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, good good point. In terms of top class three mile chasers, I was most impressed by Kenboy this season. I know it was a strange race. And I'm not quite sure how much some people trust it. I, I know a lot of people... I, I'm not, I mean, look, the bookies have priced this race up like they don't trust I'm it. I'm not a massive... I was not a massive fan of that race because of the way it was run, and it wasn't run like a typical three-mile chase. No, so. but I, surely, for me, I think he's been underestimated here. And if if he comes out and spanks all this lot, we'll all be looking at ourselves going, obviously... Why, why haven't we backed him... Obviously. Why haven't we backed him on the day and why haven't we backed him for the yeah. Gold Cup? I expect Belzil to put up a cracking effort as well. Also nice to see Sizing John uh, entered in this. Whether we're quite run, I'm not sure yet. But he's entered in two different races. I'm lo- looking forward to seeing him back because he's been off for a while now. No, I've, I, I think Belzil... Belzil and Kenboy would be my two, although... I greatly respect Road to Respect, and I think he's the correct favourite. So, so do I, and I, I do think Ken Boy should be second favourite, roughly. Uh, Album Photo and Ken Boy should swap prices, I think. I think Album Photo should be a bit bigger, and I do think 5 to one's a bit stingy. It'd be interesting to see who Ruby, Ruby rides. Yeah. Because if Ruby goes, books up on Bells Hill, then Bells Hill will shorten Warney, certainly. Yeah. What, what, what do you think about Mona Lee? Top class horse. Also, if you think, but does he does he quite stay three miles brilliantly? I'm not sure. I, I think two mile four again. The Ryanair should suit him perfectly. Perfectly. Uh, I'm quite a big fan of Monolith to run a good race in the Ryanair. I do think stamina just finds him out a bit. And if you do like Ken Boy, you'd have to like Monolith with that run last time. Uh, seven lengths got beat by, but could reverse the form. You never know. Yeah, I, I, I guess Ken Boy's certainly on a. More on an upward curve. Monolith's been around longer. Consistent. Yeah, be, being around at the top level longer. 
and all the both second season chasers. And Annabel fly third in last year's Gold Cup and then fourth in the Grand National. Look, if the ground comes up a bog, Annabel fly stays really well. And he took a really wide route in the Grand National last season. And he is not far off top class. I could make a case for him. Fair dues. But for me, I know you've got an album photo. I'm going to say Bells Hill for me. Fair dues. But... Look, it's a really, really interesting race because there are so many well, angles. I know in our look, Willie Mullins will probably go and does chumps with Ken Boy because we've picked two of his and he'll probably go and win with his other. Yeah, right, that's all of Ireland we've had, we've had to talk about. We'll now move on to the British race in the Contenders Hurdle and the Silly Isles. Yes, Jim, it is, as always, the race of the season. The most popular, well-liked, beloved hurdle of the year. The Contenders Hurdle. Oh, I'm also, on the edge of my seat, I can't wait. Also known as the Bouverdere turns up and beats some 85 rated handicappers. Although in this, so far, there is no 85 rated handicappers. So far. It's not great, is it? It's not great, but... Second favourite's Torpillo, who's a four-year-old who's only had two starts. Well, look at the positive that Sadiq's not sent one in it, or... Some donkey like Sussex Road or something no. like that. We all love Sussex Road. We're not, we're not being harsh, Mr. Atach Sadiq. We love Sussex Road. We just find it slightly funny that there's a 45 rated horse over jumps or whatever he is. Uh, Bouverdere heads are betting at 5 to 1 on to beat Torpillo at 13 to 2. Then Roxana's 7s. Vision de Flo 8s. And then these big prices are remainder. IK Brunel, De Dollarman, and Raving Black. I mean. <laughs> In terms of analysis of this race, there's no angles other than Bouverdere will win. Correct. And win easily. But if he wins easy, will he shorten his prize for the champion hurdle? No, I don't think so. I, I still think odds against is a fair fair reflection of his abilities. I think he's the most likely winner of the champion hurdle by some degree. Yeah. This shouldn't have any bearing on it. The, 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 the horse who's probably... Best place to pick up the pieces is Vision de Flow. Yeah. And I find it strange how he's such a big price. You know, eight, eight to one, if, if, I mean, to be fair, it's going to be a small field, isn't it? Yeah, I reckon four, four or five will turn up. But I'd, I'd say Vision de Flow's clear the second best horse in this race. Completely see where you're coming from there. Um, also, Roxana is an interesting horse for me because he finished, caught me eye when finishing second behind Santini in the Doombar Sefton Novices hurdle last season. And we all know Santini's reputation and how good he is. And then previous to that, he won a grade two, uh, she won she, a, she won a, a, a grade two Novices hurdle at, New, at Newbury. So I'm looking forward to seeing Roxana back. Because step down in trip. Step down in trip. This could just be a slight opener for some bigger targets at Cheltenham. Yeah, yeah, but. I guess Bouverdale wins this and wins fairly easily. Quite comfortably. Uh, the Silly Isles Novices Chase is a grade one. Uh, can throw up a few decent winners here and there in the Silly Isles. Vindication, Heads of Market, General 15 to 8. Defy de Soy, Nelson Translation, 9 to 4. Labago, Wah, 4s. Then OK Corral, 8s. Bigger prices, Mulcahy's Hill. Crucial role, Deloro. Uh I mean, again, this is one of the ones where who's going to turn up? Is Lost in Translation going to run, Jim? I, I personally think he will, but I don't think it'll suit him. I'm not quite sure about Sandown for him. It, it could be sharp. I, I do think he wants a nice big galloping track, but 
I think he's a class above the rest of these. And I don't think Labagoar will turn up. She'll go to uh, Ireland, as we've talked about previously. But if you look at Lost in Translation's form, they're all on big galloping tracks. Uh, Newbury, Aintree, Haydock, uh, Chepstow. So I think the fact that it'll be at Sandown might inconvenience him, but it, for me, he's the best horse in the race. Vindication has done nothing wrong. Uh, still unbeaten, isn't it? Still six out of six, and it's very rare that you get to a career, uh, a horse's career where he's still six out of six. Uh, he won impressively, I thought, last time, just ground it out throughout, beating Jerry's back at Ascot in a grade two novices chase. But since that, Jerry's back's form has been knocked by that confusing novices chase at Haydock, where Casafiore beat him. So, Defi de and lost in translation's form link up. So, for me, it'd have to be lost in translation, but it wouldn't be a strong yes from me. I, I see what I mean. We don't know how good Vindication is. Yeah. Really. He's six out of six. And don't we, he wasn't mega impressive when winning the Noel Novice's chase at Ascot last time. But in the same way, he didn't look like we'd hit the ceiling mm. of his ability. Yeah. If, if you know what I mean, he, he, he didn't, you know, it, it was all, he didn't win by very far. I, I got the feeling he probably had a little bit more in hand. I wouldn't be surprised he if he was to go to Weatherby and go for a slightly easier target. And I know it's not an easy target because it's a grade two, but the Towton go for the Towton because Weatherby, Kim Bailey has a pretty decent record at uh, Weatherby. Uh, many a year I've seen him have winners there, and I, I do I do think that Vindication, if he wanted an easier target or a, not as difficult, go f- go for the Towton at Weatherby. Would the trip bother you? For the Towton, up to three miles. He's not gone that far before. I don't think it would bother me, to be honest. I I, I do see him as a stayer. He he plods on. Um, even looking at his form at the beginning of this season at Carlisle, uh, he he sort of he was hard pressed early on, and he plugged on. And I do think in time three mile will suit, and even three mile could suit at this moment in time. So uh, I'd probably I'd probably I think stamina's his strong suit so I'd probably go up for the town yeah uh, Labagorar and OK Corral do you think either of them will run Labagorar's probably going to go to Ireland I don't think OK Corral will run I don't think he'll run till the festival no then. me neither I, I, I agree with that I don't think OK Corral can run can you give a chance to anything at a big price crucial role he wasn't right at Haydock was he blood didn't he burst, burst the blood vessel yeah uh, I backed him that day and I was quite strong in him I was very very disappointed on him but Oh, I, I know this could mean nothing, uh, but at twenty to one, uh, Rio Quinto jumped excellently last time out when winning at Lingfield, beating Love No Money and Bastion. And I thought Bastion, after his chasing debut, was very eye-catching when he was uh, just beaten by Bags Groove at Huntingdon. And Thomas Campbell was in that race, and I thought that race was strong. He, he just looked like he lacked for jumping that day, Bastion in that race. But then Rio Quinto come out and decisively smashed him up at Lingfield. And I, I thought that was a really good run. This is a very, very hot race, though, with some top-class animals in it. And I don't think he's quite up to this level. But he could be a nice horse to find a decent handicap in, in a couple of months or years' time. Yeah, good shout, that, Jim. Good shout. Uh, for me, 
I, I think lost in translation is the one they've got to beat if he runs, based on what he did last after time at Cheltenham. Run, after he's run at Cheltenham, he... I'd, I'd be more keen to step Deffy to side back down to two miles. Two miles, yeah, I completely agree, because that day they stuffed on the blind side, and he's since come out and won yesterday at Kempton. So, I and Black Ops finished third in the... Cleave. Cleave hurdle last Saturday, so... I, I think that form of that dip and obviously Chase is coming out to be really strong and Deffy decide definitely needs to step back to two miles. He's, I think he's got a lot of pace and he was just outstayed that day, wasn't he, by Lost in Translation? Yeah, good yeah, good shout out, Jim. Both both us fancy Lost in Translation? Uh, I'll go as far to say he's my nap of the weekend. Even he's, though even though you don't think Sandon will suit? Even though I don't think he'll suit, I think he's still got the class to run them ragged. Right, well done there, Jim. Uh, we'll talk about the uh, Heroes Handicap Hurdle. It's a good grade three, as well as the next race on the card at Sandown, Ballymoy, Heads of Market, Sevens, Eights, Keeper Hill and Lord Napier, Tens, Brio Conti, Eminent Poet, Cap Course and Virginia Chick, as well as Casco Dairy. And then Twelves, you can back paddle your own canoe, Mr Antolini, the hollow ginge for the splash of ginge team, bigger prices, Thomas Campbell, Full Glass, No Hasselhoff, Folsom Blue, Lungano Palace. It's a there's a lot of entries for this. I mean, half of it's guessing which ones are going to take up the option, but there's a few really nice progressive types here. The ones to start with really are the three at the top of the market: Ballymoy, Keep Hill, and Lord Napier. All ran well last time out with the prior two, both winning. Uh, what do you make of this, James? I think this is a really nice race. There's some potentially well handicapped horses in this. I think Ballymoy, you're a big fan of. You've been backing him majority of the season and he's not done bad for you to be honest might be handicapped to the hilt though now off 152 I, I do think it is a very high mark Keeper Hill won impressively I thought last time in the Potemps qualifier at Warwick don't know how I missed it If I, I don't I don't understand how I completely missed that Keeper Hill was running that day because I'd have been all over him back over well, hurdles I, I was all over Black Lion because you know my love for Black Lion and then he decisively smashed him to be honest, and... Uh, in fact, I'm pretty sure I picked Keeper Hill on my ITV7, then completely forgot about the race when it came to actually betting. Because first assignment was third, I think, yes. if I remember rightly. Um, so, yeah, Keeper Hill, I'm a decent fan of. But I'm going to throw one in at a big price, 33 to 1. Uh, cool Cody, Michael Blake. Oh, yes. Uh, he's now only one pound above last year's Cheltenham win uh, over two mile five. Beat when he beat mischievous Max by three lengths. I, I think he's quite well handicapped because he won that day off one three six and now he's off one three seven. I he's he showed he showed a slight bit and almost ran like a typical horse who runs in a Potemps qualifier last time and just plugged on for sixth. I think he could be interesting at thirty three to one. Cracking shout, Jim, a thirty three to one tip. From Mr. Watson, listen to him. If you listen to Paisley Park, he knows what he's on about very, very, very occasionally. <laughs> he knows what he's on about. Uh, Lord Napier, I think, is a well-handicapped horse off 134. Really eye-catching in the Lanzarote last time out. And I, I think he Hill's well-handicapped off 144. He's got bundles of ability. It's just whether he turns Hill. up on the day. Yeah, but... I think he's a lot more likely to put it together over hurdles than he ever was over fences. He couldn't jump a fence properly. Uh, Keeper Hill would be my selection, but there's so many angles to this race. Thomas Campbell, if, if you back go over back, hurdles. Go back to his farm from last season, and he was electric, Thomas Campbell, wasn't well, he? he, he you could have made a case for him being a fringe player in the Stairs last season. Yeah, possibly, because he, he got a nice 
string of ones next to his name after these Cheltenham wins in listed handicaps. And yeah, it, it could have just been on the boundaries and just sort of failed to perform a bit last season. He was I, I was quite disappointed with him in the attempts last year. Uh, he, he made an okay start to his novice chase career. Finishing second behind Baggroove was probably the highlight. And then last time was fourth behind Midnight Shadow, which the form of that's took a couple of knocks since. So this is an easier contest than what he has been competing in. But I can't see him running a too good a race for me. Really interesting entry as well is Brio Conte, who we've not seen too much from over the past two years. In fact, he only had one run last season and we've not seen him since. He won up at Carlisle in a novice's chase. By a short head, uh, uh, just beat Al Zamar. And Al Zamar is not exactly a world beater. He did finish eighth in the uh, Scottish National last year. But yeah, he is really interesting because he's only had nine runs under rules and there could still be a lot more to come to, from him. The, the piece of form that catches the eye is clearly his fifth in the Mersey Novices hurdle. Finney and Oscar won that race. Uh, okay, the form from that match hasn't probably worked out to be top class. You know, the horses like Mezzier de Zobo, Captain Foray in front of him, who aren't world beaters. But I find it interesting that he's entered back over hurdles after being sent novice chasing for one run mm-hmm. last season. I don't know whether he's, whether he's had problems, Brio Conti, but I also don't know whether we've seen the best from him yet. You know, off a mark of one four three, there's the scope to improve there. He doesn't look handicapped out of things from what we've seen from him as a novice hurdler. Yeah, perfectly, correct. Uh, do you have a selection, Jim? I, sticky, keeping I, cool I'm Cody? Keep with cool Cody and go 33 to 1 each way. Yeah. 33 each. Good shout. That's what we like. We, we don't want none of these happy, clappy odds on favourites. We want big price winners, don't we? And I, I, I think Cool Cody could give you a good run for your money. Well, I think Keeper Hill could be one of the best handicapped horses in the country off 144. He's so much better than that when he when he gets his act together. You know, he's he's not always the easiest horse to catch right, but he won well last time, and that'll only give you confidence back over hurdles. I'd be disappointed if Keeper Hill didn't win this really. I might make him my nap of the week. Ooh, if I'm honest. So we've got a eight to one and a three to one nap. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big Keeper Hill fan. Uh, I don't think the step down in trip should should uh, inconvenience him massively. You know, two six at Sandown takes a fair bit of staying, and that that's his game. Yeah, I'm a big Keeper Hill fan over hurdles, over fences. Don't touch him with a barge pole. <laughs> Uh, and the final race we'll talk about this weekend is the Masters Handicap Chase. Uh, t- tends to throw up a few decent horses as well. Uh, you know, there's always one or two interesting horses running this race. Potentially some en route to the Grand National. We'll find out tomorrow if ever any of them are. Benny King heads a bet in 6-1 for Dan Scatland. Seven single fan payment, who didn't run after I tipped him last week. Similar, same price as Bellamy depict on and give me a copper who's in the gold cup. Ooh. Entered in the gold cup, give me a copper. Not been seen very often, but he's in, entered in the gold cup. But where the Blair tens as his good old Hube, Hubon Desobo, Carol's Destrier, and Shanro Santos, and bigger prices of Tago Trail, Rolling Dylan, Divine Spear, and the Mudlark, like his Kimberlite Candy. You can also back Ami Debois and Morney Wing at 12s. Again, half of the. Half of the 
problem in this is guessing who's going to run. But it's quite an interesting little little race. Uh, I guess we'll start with the favourite, Benny King, who's won both his starts this season. Yeah, he's not done anything wrong, has he? Uh, finished first season, really, for Dan Skelton to train him. Uh, he's done. He's got the job done. He would probably need to step up again to win yeah. this. Up £15 uh, from the start of the year. Which is a big, big... When they go into double figures, it scares me because I think they need to improve miles but yeah I can see why he's favourite but I'm more interested in a horse called Bellamy to Pictons uh, Venetia Williams horses are absolutely flying at the minute staying handicaps are her game yeah uh, and if you look at the last run and I know it was the 5th of November 2017 and been off since then was second to waiting patiently by two and a half lengths now that's no bad no. form and demolished I just know and Baywing and the form of that is fairly strong Baywing's officially rated 154 now there you go has only been picking up small runner fields apart from when winning at Newbury uh, in a handicap chase like this and I think could cause a bit of a surprise in here because being off nearly a year and a bit completely confusing but Venetia Williams is the person to get it fresh and ready first time out if there's anyone and I, I think Bellamy de Pictons could run a really tell good you race. what that's a brilliant shout James if you look at that the form of that intermediate chase out there every single horse from that I mean it was only a four on the field waiting patiently won it Bellamy de Picton was second and the two in behind were Baywing and I just know Baywing Baywing's I said right at 154 I just know is now rated 148 um, Bellamy de Picton finished 30-odd lengths ahead of them and he's running this off 146. He could be ridiculously well handicapped. If it's return just, to fitness. and yeah, It's just how much you trust him to be at his peak after a year well, and a half. But if there's off. one person I do trust to get it fit first time up, it's Venetia Williams. Yeah. As, 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 I'm going to say the exact same thing as I said last week, a single farm payment. It, we know exactly how good he is. A mark of 147 is fair. This is the sort of race he should be running well in. Give me a copper. I know Paul Nichols quite liked him when he was a young horse, but he's he's been very seldom seen. He's only had what eight career starts at the age of nine, uh, and the last of them was oh, you could say November twenty seventeen. He won a two runner novices chase at Kempton. He could be anything. He, he could absolutely be. could be anything. He could be absolutely thrown thrown in off one four five here and absolutely hack up by twenty lengths, but. Again, the question mark, is he fit? It's odd that we both like two horses that have been off for nearly a year and a half. So, Well, I, 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 I'm not tipping, give me a copper. I just find it fascinating that one, he's got an entry in the Gold Cup after winning one chase. In fact, he's only ever completed one chase. He's unse- he unseated, unseated on his chasing debut and then he won a two-runner race at Kempton and he's been given an entry in the Cheltenham Gold Cup, and an official mark of 146, which really, based on what he's actually done over fences, looks steep. Mm. But he could be much better than that. He could be ten times. Yeah. Uh, beware the Bear and Hublon des have both come off the backs of wins. Uh, Hublon des course and distance, last yeah. time in the veterans race. Yeah. He's a sort of horse who could well plod on to victory here. Uh, he's a very on and off horse and some, t- some days he's in the right mood and some days he's not and it, you've just got to hope he's in the right mood as of last time when he popped home at 7-1 to one in the veterans chase that is a veterans chase this is a more competitive handicap against some unexposed rivals and 
I, I think he might struggle at this level. Speaking of horses who are on and off, I think that about Beware the Bear. Yeah. Very often, I find him hard to trust. I know he's won last time, but it's been a while since Beware the Bears put a string of good runs yeah, together. Good runs together. Yeah. Uh, one horse who has done that this season is Shanro Santos, who Beware the Bear beat at Cheltenham last time out, but he's he's creeped up. To a career high mark now of one three seven for Lucy Wadden. He's a nice horse, and again, the sort a sort of horse who I can see running quite well in this. Yeah, I can completely see where you're coming from. Uh, if you look now, he's ten times better off at the weights. He's nearly seventeen pounds better off at the weights. So with with who with Beware the Bear with Beware the Bear on that run last time. Uh, he's course and distance winner and. Uh, now looking at his form, he's got decent form. Uh, got beat by Red Infantry and Marnie Wing when Marnie Wing had that lightweight. I, I, that was a London National. Yeah, I could I could see Shamro Santos winning a decent race at a decent each way price. He's consistent, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, although it is his career high mark, he, he could could spring an upset. Yeah, Jim, uh, who's your selection? Are you sticking with Bellamy de Picton? Definitely. I mean, I, I, I am quite confident about this one. I quite like Bellamy de Pictons. I tell you what, mate, that that really is an absolutely cracking shout. Seven to one could be a brilliant, brilliant bet if he's right. Double up with cool code. Well, if if he's right, he, you know he could be a lot better than this lot. Correct. Uh, I'm gonna go single farm payment. Just he's very, 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 very solid. Solid each way. Better, yeah, and he should be in the first four, no matter what. Right, time to introduce a new concept to turf talk. We're going to do it once a month. Now, this will be for February when this comes out. It is the Turf Talk Power Rankings. We have one to five in each four divisions where we think every horse ranks at the minute. Who's not done with yet? Now up the hill. What can they find? What can Altior find? He strides on. Now he's getting away from under. So up towards the line. And it's going to be 10 out of 10 over fences for Altior. And another 10 out of 10 performance. Right, this, this has taken some coming up with between me and Jim. We, we, have, we have got a top 10. And we'll put them all on Twitter for if anyone is interested. But we're just going to run through what we reckon as uh, uh, who have been the top five in each division so far this season. So we'll start with the two-mile hurdlers. In at number five for us, Mellon. Solid, consistent, second in the champion hurdle last, last season. Ran quite well last time over Christmas, despite being beaten by Charger. But I think Mellon certainly deserves his place deserves, in the top five, uh, five two-mile yeah. hurdlers of the season so far. We've ranked Lorena at number four. Now, that may sound bad, but... On what she's actually achieved on track. It's not a lot, is it? Sensilano beating 48 lengths is no world-beating performance, so that's why she's in at number four. Yeah, and I, I even think it's part of that's probably down to a price. I think you could probably argue Mellon's achieved far more than her in the past year. Yeah, but but if she wins the champion hurdle, then she'll go up our power rankings. Yeah, completely. Number three, Vadana Blue, who, who's def- certainly shot herself up there by beating Bouvardere in the Christmas hurdle. Better than she's ever been, and a cracky mate, and a solid each way player in the champion hurdle. Completely agree, and thoroughly deserves a place at number three. Yeah, number two has to be Charger, winner of both Grade One so far this season. We both like him. I've backed him each way to win the champion hurdle. 
completely agree, and I can't, I can't see him finishing outside the first three in the champion hurdle. So, is the main protagonist, I think, from Ireland in the champion hurdle. And number one is Bouverdet. I say, taste of defeat last time out. That was the first time in almost three years. If he gets defeated on Saturday, he's sliding down. Oh, yeah, he'll be out of the five if he gets beat on Saturday. Don't you worry about that. Uh, Bouverdet, though, the leader of the power rankings for February over two-mile hurdles. The two-mile chasers... St Calvados, we've ranked at number five. Slightly flat last time out at Tingle Creek, and he would he was probably have been about number three or four if, after beating yeah. Footpad. Yeah, I completely agree, and we we had a bit of a debate about this, and I thought St Calvados they really deserved his name in the top five. Yeah, I mean, this will definitely be shaken up with the Dublin chase at the weekend, whether St Calvados moves up our rankings or. Is removed from the top five completely. We'll soon find out. Number four, a return to action has seen Fox Norton put put into the top five two-mile chasers. We both were very impressed with his run last time behind Altio. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah, Horse, who certainly would have been ring rusty, but he's, well, very, very close to the top class on his day. In fact, is top class. He's just a shame. He's in an out... Well, he's got an outstanding horse running over the same distance. Number three is Min, who, again, is... Does nothing v- wrong. V- very similar to say he's as good as there is, really, mm. barring Altio. Won the John Durkin last time out. I think two-mile suits him more than two-and-a-half as well. I do, but they just want to avoid Altio, don't they? And I don't think there's very much between Min and the horse. We've got ranked number two, which is under so. They'll take each other on, hopefully, at Leopardstown at the weekend. Under so, second to Altio. Probably we've ranked a slightly stronger form than Min's winning the John Durkin. Yeah, uh, and it could, like we said earlier on, be shaken up at the weekend. And number one, obviously, is Altior. Head and shoulders above every other horse on earth. Over two miles, probably over two and a half as well, he'd be able to beat anyone at. And again, thoroughly just exceptional. Thoroughly deserves his name to be number one. He should, well, he really should be number one for the next few years. You know, if he carries on as he is. The three mile hurdlers. Me and Jim have had a disagreement on this. We'll, we'll come to that in a bit. With Number it. five, we've got West Approach now, who probably wouldn't have been in the top 20 at the start of the top season. 50. No, no, <laughs> but has strung two good runs together for the first time in a while. Yeah. Second behind Paisley Parking, both the long walk and then the cleave. And looks set for the, to have a good each way shout in the stairs hurdle. Completely agree, and obviously the form of the boy. Yeah. Number four, we've put Faheen, even though I think he'll win the Stayers Hurdle. Uh, won r- really impressively at Leopardstown back end of last season. Sorry, the Punchestown Festival beat Penhill up there. You know, was going well when coming down at Christmas. And he certainly, he's undoubtedly in the best five staying hurdlers around at the minute. Even his performance over two miles when second to Charger, I think, wasn't a poor run. Number three is Penhill. The reigning Stayers Hurdle champion. Although Look, we haven't seen much of him. No, he he could be number one. He could be head and shoulders the best. It was a bit of a strange race last season, though the Stayers Hurdle, wasn't it? Oh. This isn't us underestimating Penhill. I'm just we're just not sure exactly how much we trust the form. Nevertheless, he's ranked number three in our power rankings. Number two, and I think she should need to be number one is Apples Jade. Uh being the star of the season, winning the Hatton's Grace, doing handstands, and then Faheen would have made a fight in the Christmas hurdle, but she was, she they both ran away from everything else. She might she might 
be ranked second due to the fact that she's probably going to run in the mares yeah. rather and, than the stairs. And stays. we won't actually see her in the stairs at all, will we? But there is a thoroughly deserved number, number one. Yeah, new Paisley entry. Park. Uh, from the start of the season, captivated, captivated my heart and I think he's the main standard setter for the stairs hurdle at Cheltenham and will be the one to beat. Yeah, going up now to the three mile chasers, number five, Kenboy. We've ranked after his victory uh, in the Christ- in the Savills Chase at Leopardstown at Christmas. Uh, really progressing well this season. Looks a much better horse than he was last year. He's won the Clonmel Oil Chase as well. Exactly. We're not mega sure how much we trust that form, but Kenboy's victory puts him into the top five staying chasers, according to myself and Jimbo. Number four's Fischl Crack, who's won really well on both starts this season. When fir- really nice them. to see string two runs together, and looking forward to seeing him running his first Cheltenham Gold Cup. Yeah, third in the Betfair and second in the King George. He's achieved a fair bit this year without winning, and he's we have him ranked at number four in terms of staying chasers so far this season. Number three is Clanders Bow, who took a big step forward when winning the King George. Still young, still progressing, and looks to have a very, very good chance of winning the Cheltenham Gold Cup. Correct, and it shouldn't be underestimated in the market. We've ranked Native River at number two. He's done nothing wrong, no, in my opinion, based, so far. Based on the fact that he won the Gold Cup last season, and then the races at Haydock and Kempton really didn't wouldn't, wouldn't have suited him, and he still emerged with serious credit from them. You know, going forward towards Cheltenham, he's he's the standard setter. He's the one everyone's got to be better than Native River yeah. if they're going to win it. Yeah, they, they all do. But we think presenting Percy is well. You do. Oh, I do. But the way he run, ran away with the Ryanair, sorry, the RSA, the Ryanair. What am I on about? I'm thinking of Monolly. Uh, <laughs> from Monolly, who will win the Ryanair? Uh, last season did that easily you know spanked an elegant escape who's proven himself to be a pretty smart horse this season won the Galmoy last season back over hurdles I mean we were debating about whether to have him in the stairs hurdle as well as well I'd probably he could probably be about sixth or seventh in terms of staying hurdles but we think presenting Percy is the leading three mile chaser so far this season even though He's not running a three-mile chase yet this season, <laughs> and he won't do till Cheltenham. That's that. We still got time for our eye catcher of the week, Jimbo. And you've gone for a bumper horse trained by Willie Mullins. Yeah, uh, winner at Gorham Park, Blue Sari. I was very, very impressed uh, by him. Uh, one by eleven lengths, beating a nice one of Joseph O'Brien's with Derek O'Connor. Uh, Stretch clear coming around the bend. I I thought he was beat. Just shake of the reins for Blue Sari and absolutely flew home and I, I do think Blue Sari could be a champion bumper competitor after this performance I I, I was left a bit speechless after the race I was in a bit of shock because I wasn't expecting a performance like that and I was very very impressed uh, by the same sire as Sancta Simona so it, it had to command respect on its debut but very, very impressive, and I, I do think that there could be bigger fish to fry in the future with it. Yeah, for me, it's going to be a Condor Castle, who won up at Leicester of, uh, a few d- uh, earlier in the week. Look, it, it wasn't the most interesting of races. It was a free run and novice chase. The, uh, he beat Burbank, who's fairly decent horse owned by Trevor, Trevor Hemmings. Not top class, and I don't think Condor Castle is top class. He's quite prominent in the betting for the Close Brothers now, might need to go up slightly again 
to fight to death to uh, solidify his place in that because it's a very very condensed handicap. You'd be wanting to be ranked one three nine minimum probably to ensure you got a run, but he jumped impeccably, and when a horse wins in the manner that Clondor Castle did, I know it was only a free run race, but it was led all the way, jumped like a book, and things like races like that, performances like that, especially jumping performances, signify to me that. That there's a fair bit more in horse. Jumping is so, so, so important. And I think sometimes people kind of underestimate, as as, as ridiculous as it sounds, how important it is, is have to have a proper jumper. And Clondor Castle... I'll just look at Frodon, for yeah, example. Exactly. Clondor Castle could be able to mix it with horses with a fair bit more ability than him due to the fact that he's jumping he's pinpoint accurate and quick and slick and he's a horse I really really like is that everything for this week Jimbo it's been a big one pretty sure it's gone on for longer than we were expecting wasn't it yeah uh, but it's a really really good weekend of racing uh, to look forward to and I know we say that every week but this weekend is going to be a key weekend because the amount of winners at the Dublin Racing Festival last year that came out at Cheltenham was unbelievable so this weekend is a key one to sit down on your sofas and just enjoy just watch there's great I mean there's grade one action you know three three or four grade ones on both days as well as massive handicaps I mean we really could be here for hours if we were to include the novice hurdle and all the handicaps and in also Ireland. don't forget the big race in England as well the silly hours I'm mostly looking forward to to see next year's Cheltenham Gold Cup winner presenting Percy Ran on Thursday. He's not running this weekend. Sorry to say that, Jimbo. Uh, thanks, thanks a lot for listening. Uh, it's been great to have you with us, and we'll see you all again next week. See you later. Bye.